Tonight, what I'd like to talk with you about is to, the strength to stand. The strength to stand. And uh, I, I'm going to lay a foundation, and then we're going to look at um, just two points tonight. And that is, um, all of us go through trials and circumstances in our life. And for us to continue to go and function, we need energy. And the enemy knows that. And so he's going to do whatever we ha- whatever he can do with his lies to try to knock us off our game, for lack of a better word. He does not want us to stand, one, on who God is. And he does not want us to stand on who God says we are. Because if we know who God is, then we will have security. We will have comfort. You know, we will be stable spiritually, emotionally, you know. But he also, he wants us to not know who we are in Christ. Okay, so we're going to take a glimpse of the children of Israel in a couple of different uh, passages of Scripture. But let's go to Romans um, 16, 25 through 26. I love it where it says, Now to him... Who is a, to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now is manifested by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the eternal God has been made known to all nations, leading to obedience of faith. What is, what is he saying right here? He says, God wants to establish us. What do you mean establish us? There are words that are associated with the, with the word establish, and it means to stand, to abide, to appoint, to bring, to arise, to seize, to confirm, to continue, to hold up, to dwell, to endure, to ordain, to be over, to raise up, remain, repair, stay, and tarry. God wants us to stand no matter what we go through, no matter what we face. If you're facing a health crisis, if you're facing a financial crisis, if you're facing a spiritual crisis, if you're facing a relationship crisis, these things that they can be, they can become wearisome on us emotionally and physically. And we'll just get to the place and say, I'm done. Anybody ever get to the place? Say, I'm done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I've had it. And most of the time, it's related to relationships. I'm just absolutely done. And we become frustrated and we become exhausted and our peace and our joy want to go right out the door. But the Lord is saying, listen, I want you to stand even in the middle of conflict. I want you to stand even in the middle of heartbreak. I want you to stand. How are we able to do that? By the word of God. The word of God establishes us. A different translation in Romans uh, 16, 25 through 26 is God is able to make you strong. Just as the good news says, God is able to do this by the power of his word. Ephesians 11, uh, excuse me, Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. Many of us have read this where it talks about the armor of God, but I want us to look at some things with the armor of God in relation to our scripture text for this evening. So let's read Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting against people Look to somebody next to you say, we're not fighting against people. All right, now I'm going to continue. 
made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of, of evil, so that after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. Some of you, some translations call that the breastplate of righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared in every battle. You will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at Satan, aimed at you by Satan. Put on salvation as your helmet and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Now, if I was to ask you, I'm sure that there's someone that you have seen in your life that you admire and that every time that they seem to go through a conflict, they seem to go through a struggle, they seem to go through just a challenge, they seem to stand. Anybody know anybody like that? They just seem to stand. They don't seem to lose their mind. They seem to be steady. They're just steady serving God. What is it that causes them to stand? Because they have been established in the word of God. They have been established in the word of God. But God just doesn't want us to look at people and say, man, look at their faith. Look at their endurance. Look at their, their unwavering and just continuing to serve God. But he wants you and I to be established and experience that as well. Amen. So here's the question, and this is going to be where we're going to camp out. How do we stand in the battles of life? How do we stand in the battles of life? Ephesians 3, excuse me, 13, 17 through 18 and Exodus 14, 10 through 12. We're going to read this and we're going to glean from some things. I'm going to talk about a lot about different things about the children of Israel. But when I'm talking about the children of Israel, this is for our lives as well. Ephesians 13, 17 through 18 says, When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them on the road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest way uh, from Egypt to the promised land. God said if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them intentionally. That's my version, intentionally. They didn't see that in Scripture. God led them along a route through the wilderness towards the Red Sea, and the Israelites left Egypt like a marching army. Now, Exodus 14, 10 through 12. This is where our story picks up. 430 years they have been enslaved in Egypt. And... um uh you know the story how God had called Moses. And so uh, at this time they had already had the plagues. And so they were, they had already left Egypt and they were already headed on their journey. Okay. And, um, and so they had, uh, you had all the plagues. They were, had already identified, basically get these people out of Egypt, you know, um, and so here the story picks up in Exodus 14, 10 through 12. As Pharaoh and his army approached the people of Israel, could, as Pharaoh and his army approached, the people of Israel could see them in a distance, okay, marching towards them. The people began to panic and they cried out, Lord, they cried out to the Lord for help. Then they turned against Moses and complained, why did you bring us out here in the wilderness? 
Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? Why did you make us leave? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone while we were still in Egypt? Our Egyptian slavery was far better than dying out here in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand where you are. Look to somebody next to you say, stand where you are. I'm going to continue. And watch the Lord rescue you. The Egyptians that you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. You won't have to lift a finger in your defense. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is so cool. <laughs> why are you crying out to me? This is the Lord. The Lord said to him, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Use your shepherd's staff. Hold it out over the water. Hold it out over the water. And a path will open up before before you through the sea. Then all the people of Israel will walk through on dry ground. And then drop down to verse 18. And when I am finished with Pharaoh and his army, all of Egypt will know that I am the Lord. So how do we stand in the battles of life? Number one, stand where you are. And let me explain what I mean by that. The children of Israel, they had been freed. They had seen miraculous powers through all the plagues that had come in. They had been freed. But even from seeing and experiencing God's power, they immediately go back to griping and complaining and say, why on earth are we out here? Let us just die already. See, we see in this, in this context of Scripture they were not wearing the armor of God. They were not focusing on the truth, but they immediately, they did not focus on the truth, but to blame God for the attacks that come from Satan. That's one thing the enemy, how he wants to just get us distracted, how he wants us to use our energy, get us off course, is that whenever hardship, whenever tragedy comes, we look for someone to blame. And God has said, no, remember who I am. If the children of Israel had just stopped and focused for a moment, remember where God has brought you out of. Remember, if I was to ask you some of your testimony and your stories in your life, if people next to you were to find out about your story and testimony of where God has brought you out of, what God has done through you, how many of you have a lot to say about that? So many times we need to focus whenever those hardships, whenever those trials come, focus on the truth that, Lord, I know I'm not going to attack you. But, Lord, I know where this attack comes from. It comes from Satan. Also, we see with the children of Israel is keep. They did not keep believing in God right where they were. Right where they were. Don't allow fear to overtake and squish and stomp out your faith and what you have seen and experienced God do for you because he will continue to do it for you. One thing about fear, fear wants to paralyze us and rob us from seeing the plans and the purpose that God has for our lives and seeing you walk in them. Stand where you are. Stand where you are by focusing on what is true. Stand where you are by keep on believing in God by faith now. 
Second Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God's plan with the children of Israel was he was going to use their deliverance to tell the entire world for thousands of years to come that God is a delivering God. And after the Egyptian army had drowned because obviously Moses had the staff and he extended it forward, the, uh, the, the, the waters were pulled back. They went through dry land. But one thing about it, if you're reading in the, uh, the armor of God, is that the shoes that God always wants us to be ready to tell others about Jesus. But how many of you know, whenever you're going through a trial, that's not necessary. It's like, okay, let me tell you about Jesus. No. When we're walking through that trial, still praising God, that is telling people about Jesus. When we're walking through that trial and we're not going to give up, on serving God, we're telling people about Jesus. And so the children of Israel, as they walked through, as they walked through on dry land, is so cool because their praise came after their battle. And the thing is, is that God was so faithful. He was so faithful, even whenever they were griping and complaining. It's like as children, he had to constantly, constantly correct them, constantly tell them, listen, I have something bigger. I have something better for you. I need you to trust me. I need you to use the resources as my children that I have given you. What do you mean the resources? When God said, Moses, when God told Moses, Moses, why are you, let me, let me go back and read that text where it says, why are you crying out to me? Tell them to move on. Use the shepherd's staff. God had given Moses access as a child of God, the provisions and the protection as his child. But only what he had to do was he had to use it. That is the same thing with you and I. You and I have access to his provisions. You and I have access to his protection. That is our inheritance. That is our right as his children. So whenever we are going through difficulties, when we are going through trying times of difficulty, Lord has said, why do you keep on asking me the same thing? I've already given you the provision. What do you mean? I've given you my word. I've given you my presence. I've given you my power. You just need to claim it and use it. Does that make any sense? It's like the very things that we're calling out, we're crying out to God for. He said, I've already given them to you. I've already given them to you. Righteousness is not a description of our behavior, but rather it is a description of our position with God. Moses' staff was a reminder from God. I have positioned you as my son. You have access to me to hear my voice. I have given you authority and power over the enemy. I will provide for you. I will protect you. Moses and the children of Israel had access to the provisions and the presence of God because they were his children. And so do you and I. So we need to stand where we are. See, sometimes we can run around, you know, and and we can become so desperate. And the Lord is like, listen, I just want you to be still for a moment. And I just want you to reflect on the truth of who I am. I want you to not doubt me and believe me. I want you to call on my name. And I will be there to walk you through the battle. Stand where you are. 
in Deuteronomy 7, 6 through 9. It says, for a whole, for you are a holy people who belong to the Lord your God. Of all the people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. The Lord did not choose you and lavish his love on you because you were larger and greater than other nations. For you were the smallest of all nations. It was simply because the Lord loves you and because he was keeping an oath he had sworn to your ancestors. This is why the Lord rescued you with such an amazing power from your slavery under Pharaoh and Egypt. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and constantly love those who love him and obey his commands. You say, but yeah, Dixie, he's talking about the children of Israel. No, this is for you and I. This is for you and I as well. Because the work that Jesus did on the cross declares to you and I, you are my special treasure. I love you and I, and I value you. So no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, I am there with you. I love in Psalm 139, 15 through 18, it says, You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the, in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They are innumerable. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you are still with me. How do we stand in the battles of life? Stand where you are. Stand where you are with your mind on the truth. Stand where you are by believing in God and not wavering. He cannot fail you. Okay. Number two, how do we stand in the battles of life? Stand surrounded. Stand surrounded. In Exodus 17, 18, 8 through 16, we see a story where um, a battle was coming between the children of Israel and Amalek, the Amalekites. But right before that, if you read Exodus 17, 1 through 7, the children of Israel were facing the exact same thing. They were not wearing their armor. There was griping. There was complaining. See, one thing about in with with um, in our inheritance, when access with the Lord, is that he is our provider and he is our protector. See, the children of Israel, their cry in Exodus 14 was, Lord, are you going to protect us against the enemy? And then in, in uh, Exodus 17, Lord, are you going to provide for us whenever we need water? And we see God's faithfulness. It's amazing to me whenever you're reading in the scripture, God knows exactly what we need and what we're going through before we even do. And he's saying, I'm here and I love you. Stand surrounded. Exodus 17, 8 through 16, it says, While the people of Israel were still in Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek came to fight against them. Moses commanded Joshua, call the Israelites to arms and fight the army of Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded. He led his men out to fight the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Ur went to the top of 
of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff with his hands, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites gained the upper hand. Moses' arms finally became too tired to hold up the staff any longer. So Aaron and Ur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side holding up his hands until sunset. As a result, Joshua and his troops were able to crush the army of Amalek. Then the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a permanent record and announce it to Joshua. I will blot out every trace of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and called it, The Lord is my banner. And he said, They have dared to raise their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek from gen- after generation to generation. So why do we stand in the battles of life? How do we stand in the battles of life? Stand surrounded. And let's take a couple of things. My question is, is do you have an Aaron or an Ur in your life? When you get tired in life's battles, Do you have someone there to come alongside of you to say, I got you. I got you back. I got you. See, we see with Aaron and her a couple of things of their character. One, who is surrounding you? Who are you allowing to influence you? Are they causing the battle? Are they helping you by faith to walk through it? We see with Aaron and Ur that Moses surrounded himself. Moses had surrounded Aaron. Aaron and Ur had surrounded Moses with a godly perspective. They knew who the real enemy was and didn't turn on Moses when he got tired. Who is surrounding you? They had godly perspective. Another what surround another thing that they had. They surrounded him with godly encouragement to continue to serve and obey God and not to give up when you become tired, but help provide support by a rock to sit on and to hold up his hands. Godly encouragement. But also, who is surrounding you? Aaron and Ur, they surrounded him with godly love and not selfish ambition. What is in it for me? If I provide support for you, they didn't have that attitude. They didn't push Moses out of the way when he got tired or take his place by taking the staff. They loved their brother in Christ, but they also loved the role that God had given him as a leader. God desires for you and I to have Aaron and Ur's in our lives. Why? Because God has established the church for this very purpose. He's like, listen, I've given, you're going to face battles. You're going to face conflict. You're going to face hardship. Put on your armor. Allow the word of God to establish you. Stand, stand where you are. Don't run. Don't hide. Don't blame. Don't ignore. Say, Lord, I know who you are. I'm, my, I'm where I am right now. My mind is going to be focused on the truth. But you know what? It's not only stand where you are. You need to speak the truth of God's word where you are. When you're going through a situation, man, it's so easy for negativity to come out of our mouth. Am I the only one that that happens to? I know when I'm tired, when I'm frustrated, when I'm I'm weak, when I'm exhausted, 
That's when negativity wants to come out of my mouth. No. Use your words to speak truth and to speak life over yourself, over your spouse, over your children, and over your loved ones. Because sometimes the battle can be by our own causing by the power of our tongue. And so, and to, and sometimes the battle is that relational conflict and that relational conflict that, man, I'm in a great battle. Well, how did you speak to your loved one this morning? Did you give them a growly look? Did you look at it? Hey, what's your problem? I just got out of it. Well, it's not that there's this major battle going on, but if you would have, um, the words that we speak to those that we love, can can um, remove us even having a battle before it starts, you know? So stand surrounded, okay? The reason why we say this is stand surrounded is God has created the church for us as a body to be surrounded and encouraged by. So whenever conflict, whenever struggles, whenever dis- discouragement comes our way, you will know that you and I are not alone. We have a women's conference that's going to be coming up March 20th and 21st. If you need some encouragement, not just because it's going to be good crawfish, but there's going to be a good word. Come out and be surrounded by women to just laugh with, to be encouraged by. If you're, if you're a man here and, and a wife and, and your wife is sitting next to you, it's like, man, we need to be encouraged in our marriage. We have marriage groups that are going on right now. Come on, surround yourself with people that are in the same stage, the same seasons of life that you are. Your battle is not isolated. And the enemy would want you to think that. Like nobody else is going through what you're going through. It's never been done before. God doesn't understand. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Your battle is not isolated. Okay? So I encourage you, you, there's men's groups, there's women's groups, and there's these marriage groups. Stand surrounded. Because, man, think about what God was doing. As Moses just began to say, Lord, here I am, Lord. I love you and I need you. It was not by accident that Aaron and Earl were going to be there. The great leader that Moses was, he was still a human being. Okay? And when we surround ourselves with people that have a godly perspective, whenever we're discouraged, they'll bring encouragement, hey, 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 but do you remember when God did this for you? People with a godly perspective will never give you counsel of the flesh, but will always give you counsel by the Spirit that will lead you directly to the heart of God's will for your life. We need that. Okay? Stand surrounded with people that are going to love you unconditionally. That is the heart of God. That should be the church. That's why we're here. Where if you're facing an emotional battle, if you're facing a relationship battle, if you're facing a health battle, my friends, you are not alone. God has established the church. He has his word so that we can come alongside of you, love you, walk with you, and encourage you. We got you. Look to somebody next to you say, I got you. As Pastor Todd said, um, the church is not just the building. 
It's us. And sometimes we need someone to come up alongside of you and say, I got you. How many of you can see when someone is having a battle on their face? Man. Would you be willing to stand and surround someone and say, I got you. I got you. I understand. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. You're not in that pit by yourself. God loves you and he values you. That's why we have the church. So how do we stand in the battles of life? Stand where you are. You know, this this might seem like a, I'm going to give you an analogy, but I notice that all of you have clothes on, and I'm so glad. It's a good thing, you know. And you took baths. I'm so glad. It's a good thing. Why do you do that? Because you're taking care of yourself. You're presenting yourself in public. If you didn't, you'd be arrested because you'd be crazy. So whenever we so whenever we leave our house and we're going through our jobs and we're going through schools, whatever we're going to do, why don't we put on our armor that God has instructed us to do in the battle? Focus your mind on what is true. When the enemy tries to come at you, that man, you're going to lose your job or you have lost your job. You're such a failure. You're such a weenie. Or you got a bad report from the doctor. You know, and the enemy just wants to bring such havoc on your mind. You've got to take that shield of faith. Remember, just as God delivered the children of Israel over 430 years out of bondage, Jesus Christ has delivered us out of sin and death and bondage. And we need to hold on to that truth so that whenever we're faced with the enemy and we see him, he's coming. And we're not like, come on, what's going on here? And we start griping and we start complaining and we start fighting against our family just like they did. Pause for a moment. No, I know who God is. He cannot leave me. He cannot forsake me. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did in the lives of the children of Israel, he will do in my life and in my family's life. Why? Because it's who he is and he loves me. Stand where you are. Put on your armor of God. Put on, on, put it on. Okay? And stand surrounded. You say, Dixie, I don't have people in my life. My friends, you have the church. You have the church. We're here. We have to take initiative. Moses had to take initiative to say, hey, Aaron, hey, Er, follow me. He had to speak, say, Aaron, Er, I, I see your, your, your godly men, I'm going to need some help because I know the task that God has for me. It's a big one. That's why we have life groups. We have people that will come alongside of you. Sometimes we just need to laugh. Sometimes we can become, as adults, we can become so busy and bombarded with our schedule and with things in our life. We just need to get an environment where we can simply laugh. Surround yourself. Stand surrounded with people that will love you unconditionally, have a godly perspective, and godly encouragement. All right. Could you stand to your feet? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Right now, I would just like for you to just share your heart with God. Just start talking to him. What's heavy? What's burdensome? What's a battle that you might be going through? Begin to share your heart with God. Talk to Him. If you're frustrated, talk to Him. God, here I am. I give you my heart. I give you my life. And I need, God, I need your counsel. I need your wisdom. God, I need your refreshing strength in my body right now. Begin to talk with him. Because, my friends, the more that we encounter his presence, the more that we encounter his voice, we will be quick to run to him more in every battle. So, Father, right now, I just thank you for each person in here. I thank you, Lord God, that you are still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And I thank you, Lord, that no matter what we face in life, it doesn't come as a shock. It doesn't come as a surprise to you. But that, Lord God, you will meet us where we are. And, Father, we do not have to stand alone. We can stand surrounded by your people. And we can stand on the promises of your word. And Holy Spirit, right now I ask that you just begin to speak to your children, your sons and your daughters. Remind them of your great name. Remind them of the truth of your word. That you are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. That you are Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner and my victory. That we do not have to depend and stand on our own strength of knowledge. Stand on our own strength of understanding, but that, Lord God, we can stand on the strength of the Word of God. We can stand on the strength that we are His and that He is ours. Holy Spirit, right now, I ask that you just speak to your sons and your daughters. Dear Father God, if we have been standing on that which is false, That which is false. That I've got to do and do and go and go in order for God to love me. God, I ask right now that you reveal to us if we are standing on, on some, if we are standing on a lie, if we are standing on pride, if we are standing on that has a, a false sense of security. Holy Spirit, I ask that you reveal it to us right now. Lord God, that we would simply stand on that which is unbreakable, promises and the truth of the Word of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to us in a deeper way. Holy Spirit, if you would right now, with your hands just raised like this, would you just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, I need your guidance. I need your direction. 
Holy Spirit speak to me. He loves us so very much. You and I as his sons and daughters have access into his presence. Have access to his provisions. And have access to his protection. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that as you begin to speak to your sons and your daughters, Lord God, if they are holding on to stresses, if they are holding on to pressures in their life of conflicts, Holy Spirit, I speak peace right now in the name of Jesus. Peace in the name of Jesus to our minds and to our souls. Spirit, if there is heartbreak of relational conflict, Holy Spirit, I ask right now, you are the God of restoration. God, I ask that you bring healing and restoration right now, if that's the battle that someone's going through. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, that if someone is going through a financial battle, God, I ask that you God, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. God, I ask that you speak to your children. Remind them that you are their provider. That they can trust you. They can trust you with their finances. They can trust you. Lord, we worship you and we praise you. Father, may your grace, may your grace rest upon us. We will not stay in a battle, but we will stand and we will walk through it with greater faith, with greater love, with greater patience, with greater grace. Father, we are not alone. You are not alone in whatever battle you're facing. God loves you and he values you. May they know that they are not alone. May they know that they do not have to depend upon themselves, but that, Lord God, they can surrender, depend upon you with every aspect of their life. Father, may you bless them and you keep them safe. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Guys, we love you. We care for you greatly. You're not alone. Stand surrounded. That's why the church is here. I encourage you, go in the lobby at the Life Group wall. Look up some, some life groups. Go online. Check out some life groups that are available. And stand surrounded with people, with the body of Christ. They can love you, encourage you, and give you a healthy perspective, a godly perspective on the things you face in life. Okay? If you need prayer for anything, we're here for you. We love you and God bless you.